just so you know, at some point during this podcast, I am going to have to get up in these facilities, just so we're aware. Why didn't you go before we started recording? <laughs> I like to keep the audience in suspense. When will she go? Will we even notice that she's gone? <sighs> this is what I have to put up with, people. So, Venom Let the Carnage is not as bad as the first one, which means it's not as good as the first one. Would, would you agree with this sentiment, Aaron? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, Venom was fine. Um, there were some result, unresolved issues. Uh, I didn't think it was good enough to do an episode. Uh, obviously, uh, <laughs> we are not going to do it. So, um, If it's the opener, we're surely not going to talk about it for the next 10 minutes. That would be nah. insane. I, I didn't think it was bad, but the... Uh, it, there's just some things I was I just wish they had done more of, and I I don't actually blame any circus on this because no. I feel like he like there were some really cool shots. I remember there's some like cool transitions. Directorially, I don't think it's bad. I think the script needed punching. I I feel like they wanted to like do more, and we're told no, you can't. Because we're trying to play nice with Marvel now. Even more so, we can't do an R-rated movie again for Venom and Carnage. Yeah, especially with Carnage, who PG-13s people to death all over the screen, and it's... I don't know. That tongue death was way more violent than I thought they were going to get away with, to be quite uh, honest. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> Not that hurricane one, but the tongue one, absolutely. I, I actually don't remember that one specifically. It's all right. It's okay. It's, yeah. a, it it's, was, not a it's okay. That movie was so tight. I was about to say that was a long movie. It's okay if you don't remember. That was a tight hour and a half long movie. It did not overstay its welcome. No, no, it didn't. It gave the, me what I wanted, which was a oddball romantic comedy between two people sharing the same body. Yeah, are we not going to talk about how Vil- uh, Venom just kills people just to like... Oh yeah, like they gla- they gloss right over that he is literally killing human beings as he discovers himself out of the Eddie closet. Like, but again, he's 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 not a good guy. That's, no, no, but we he's can't trying to hold be a good him guy to our human morals. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of problems with uh, with with this movie. Um, I did like the 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 Eddie Brock. Uh, like the, they both kind of figured things out on their own and. It, it could be better. I just, I, I feel bad. I do feel very bad for comic book fans because you're not going to be happy. But for those of us who live on a very specific part of Pinterest fan art, you'll be very happy with this film because it continues the very heavy overtones without any hint of cynicism. It's, it's quite lovely by the end of it, to be quite honest. Um, yeah. Come lean in. You've got some pumpkin scone on your shirt. There you go. Now you're pretty. This is just great air. So, yeah, uh, I did not. I, I don't even think the 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 final like big shock secret ending. I don't know, man. That's pretty cool. I mean, it's cool, but I don't think that like redeems the whole movie. Unfortunately, no. I don't think. I don't think there are any instances where an ending of a movie makes up for a pile of shit beforehand. Movie should be good. Regardless of the ending. But it does raise some interesting ideas. It does. I'm, I, the, in, the ideas it introduced interest me, but it's not in a sense of like, oh, uh, the rest of the movie was worthwhile now. It's just... Mm. I'm not going why to why say... Don't we, why don't we just like do this as a short film then? Like, I won't li- act like it's not true that they have exactly as much Lady Venom in this one as they did in the last one, and that bothers me because that's just a character I need more of. They and hit they about continue. equal. I know so. they have the exact same amount. It's a sequel. There should be more of it. Especially when she's the best character in the entire movie. I'm sorry. And there should be more Elizabeth. And there should be more Aaron. And, and there should be more, more married, married to, to the, the idea. idea. Thank you all so much for joining us for another Halloween episode. We're very excited to be back. Right in time for that spooky season. I love the spooky season. Quickly, before we get started on what we're actually talking about today, uh, let's join the plug party already in progress. You can find us on Facebook at Marriage to the Idea, SoundCloud at Marriage to the Idea, iTunes at Marriage to the Idea. If you want to throw some sweet dosh array, you can check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Marriage to the Idea. Sorry, throw some sweet what? Dosh. Hard cash, money, Benjamin Franklin's. 
Where the hell did Dosh come from? Mm, I don't know. It's been in my head as long as I can remember. Someone clearly knows where it's from, but I, I'm going to pretend I made it up and I'm cool. All right. <laughs> did we finish with a bug party? I did. I did. I did. We can continue now. So you've got to get on my energy, man. I'm like uh, yeah, three glasses yeah. into apple pie wine. You have got to get on my level. Uh, I mean, like me. Do you want a sip? No, I really don't <laughs> like apple pie and wine. It's okay. You don't have to. It's it's really cheap ass Kroger wine, but it's so good. And they make a different flavor every season. If you've never had the Oliver brand wine, I highly recommend it. Again, this is what I I I am blessed to deal with on our uh uh. 12. How many years we've been together? Are you oh, counting it out in your head? Yeah. Um, 15. 15 wow. years. On our 15-year anniversary. That's right. We're coming up on our 15-year anniversary. It's today. You didn't wish me happy anniversary then. How you would I have known? You didn't wish oh, me right. happy anniversary. You're right. You know what? Fair, Aaron. I didn't. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. I'm so glad we're recording then. This is nice. A good little reminder of our anniversary. I'm sorry. I actually didn't think we're going to have anything new to talk about this season. That rustling makes me think that you have candy over there, and I'm continuously disappointed that it's not candy and just pins just <laughs> inside pins. plastic. I did not think we were going to have anything new to talk about this Halloween season. But thankfully, Disney Plus provided us with its redheaded stepchild being let out of the closet once again to parade for our amusement. We've got a Muppets Halloween special. Muppet Haunted Mansion, uh, exclusively streaming on Disney Plus. Um, I f- feel like I expected more and less from this. I feel the same way. I'm not sure if I've really ever truly loved a Muppets thing since, and I'm sure, Aaron, you can tell me the time period of this. Uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, Muppet Treasure Island. Like, I didn't even like the original. You mean, you mean the Brian Henson? era it honestly is like i've seen the other ones with you um to get a better sense of the muppets and i don't think they're as awkward as disney paints them out to be they're a lot more fun tongue-in-cheek and clever than i think disney's afraid to play with them that way like the first muppet movie was just so wholesome it had a lot of humor but it also had a lot of heart and that's something that jim kind of kept going was that you mean brian no, oh, I'm so, I mean I'm so Jim. sorry. I'm I mean, so sorry. I mean, actually, Jim. I Henson. think of Jim's as dads because your dad is Jim. My apologies. Continue. Well, and then Jim is the father of Ryan. But I, uh, I don't know. It's strange because like you go back and you watch like the original movies, like Muppet movie, uh, Muppets Takes Take Manhattan. Manhattan. Um, there, there's there's interesting stories with these, but it's usually what can we kind of put the Muppets into? Not necessarily like. What became after Brian stepped down as CEO, I think. Um, or at least creative lead. Yeah, creative lead, yeah. I have liked Muppet Projects since then. I really enjoyed the second Muppets movie, the one after, like, the whole revamping of the Muppets. Am I a man or am I a Muppet? That was, it was fun and all, but the second one was really just madcap like a, that was more like a brian henson it production. felt just the first energy one, yeah the first one felt like a jim henson then second one felt like a brian henson yeah and i appreciated that and i think when you kind of have those those mentalities versus I, I i don't know if this is her fault because i can't i i can't i don't have the wherewithal or the the knowledge to point the finger at uh lisa henson uh who at some point was in charge with and she's been doing a lot of stuff recently. We went and saw a panel with her at Dragon Con, and she's kind of like the one she's, leading She's these, the figurehead of sorts. She's these creative the, projects for a lot of uh, a, yo- a younger audience, honestly. They're, they're having too much of a mentality of Sesame Street in my mind. Like, they're, what they're doing is innovation over... Oh, I would have seen over, Big Bird in the Haunted Mansion. Oh, my God, I would have loved that. Oh. That would have been cool. Like, like the or mixture, Super like how they... Grover. Well, I mean, like, they've, they've integrated before. Like, you've had Muppets on Sesame Street. Sesame Street p- characters in Muppet movies are properties. I mean, it's happened before and because they're both Henson creations. What I'm disappointed in is that I don't know if this is Lisa Henson, so I can't put the blame solely on her. But, like, you've had, like, Muppet Wizard of Oz and oh. uh, Muppet uh, – oh, 
like like the Tom and Jerry shit that was coming out there for a little while. It's like they just weren't trying. Take the property, put it in another well-known property. Like that's exactly. not exactly. That's not how. That's not that's not like the secret formula. I feel like Hollywood often does that. It sees one success and extrapolates the wrong lesson every time. It's not that all pirate movies. Uh, it's not that this is one pirate movie suck. It's that all of them suck, and we can never do it again until Pirates of the Caribbean. And I feel like. And Ever since Pirates of the Caribbean, they keep saying it's because they're based on rides at Disney. Like, no, no one gives a shit that it's based on a ride at Disney. They created an interesting and honestly well-developed story that did somehow involve some of the scenes. Like, all they yeah. did was just kind of, like, you know, weave them together a little bit. It's more of a fun nod to fans as opposed to we better follow it religiously. Because, like, Muppet Treasure Island um, and uh, Muppet Christmas Carol aren't oh, let's take two well-known properties and throw the Muppets in there and say, hey, what could we do with the Muppets in these situations? It's more so, here's a completely serious subject, like C Christmas Carol, mm -hmm. you know, the fight for a man's soul. Yeah. And then let's put the Muppets with it. And, like, it's it's 100% like they don't take it seriously actually, but they do but yeah, they do but they, they take do. it they take it, take it the right amount of serious but have enough brevity in it too like michael kane gives 110 in that performance well that's my query to you aaron do you feel like the movies that have done better in your estimation in muppets are when the main character is a human person and the muppets are merely ancillary characters filling in gaps because the ones we like enjoy the most that seems to be the vibe not necessarily because um muppets from space is is a nostalgic childhood piece or childhood uh love of mine and i wouldn't and there's there's not a human main character there's a human antagonist but it's not based around like jim hawkins or uh uh scrooge having seen muppets from space many a time i i i will let you have your childhood and we'll just leave it at that <laughs> I I understand it's I, I think that was like when Brian Henson was starting to get pushed out. So there because you look at Muppet Christmas Carol, Muppet Treasure Island, and you look at Muppets from Space, and there is a definite difference in quality. I I completely agree. But what I liked about that is also what I like about those two movies. Or it's these zany characters, these larger than life characters getting put into situations and what they're going to do with it. But that's why I think the human character as a main protagonist as a straight man is super important. I, I think you need that with the Muppets to play off of. I think it's I think it's good to have, like like with the Muppet movie and the Muppets uh, when it, with um, Jason Seagal, or like with, you know, Muppet Christmas Carol. I think You said if, Jason S and I thought for a second you're gonna say Jason Statham and I imagined that movie for a moment and I was very excited. There's a lot of people out there who wanna like just take a movie, replace everybody with a Muppet except for one person, but they are still acting like it's exactly. a regular movie. Kind yes. of like Christmas Carol. Kind I mean, of like you're, Fast you're, and Furious but with Muppets. The best one I've heard so far is um Rocky Horror Picture Show. And only uh, whoever plays Frankenfurter is the only, like, actual person. This zaniest character is actually a human. Um, I'm actually going to pitch Tom Holland for that reboot because I've seen his Rihanna cover of Umbrella. As has everyone else on the internet. And I think he'd be a wonderful Frankenfurter. I don't think he has the intent enough of the intensity. Better that than Nathan Drake. Little boy face uh, Nathan Drake. We I just saw excited. the trailer for that. Yeah, I was excited for this. Less excited now. I, I'm I still love Tom Holland. Like yeah. I love Tom oh, Holland. Tom Holland is my Spider-Man. But he has like, a problem that I do, in that I am 31 and I look like a 12 year old. You know who'd be a better Frankenfurter? I don't know if he can sing. I think he can. Who you got? Sebastian Stan. He's got that intensity, that but would be very he good. could be. He can be very silly. That would be very fun. I would enjoy seeing that too. Right. Um. So Muppets Halloween <laughs> special. Um, I actually pulled up a little bit of trivia because I was curious, like, hey, have the Muppets ever done a Halloween special before? As it turns out, no, although there have been several attempts. And uh, Aaron, I wanted to pitch to you the idea they had for their very first uh, Muppet Halloween special back in the 1990s. Well, do you want to save that for maybe a little bit later and we actually talk about the special itself? Absolutely. Because there is some fun trivia to be had uh, there's some fun and not so fun trivia, I have to kind of admit, but mm. um, 
because one of my main complaints about the movie is actually addressed in a piece of trivia. So okay, excellent. Um, well, let's say uh, first and foremost, Eddie Murphy does not make a cameo, and I am both happy <sighs> spoil, and yeah. disappointed by this turn yeah, of events. I don't know. I don't know where I would have want him to kind of fit in. Um, the Muppets have this weird fascination of just shoving in star power star power sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't like there are plenty of times when it'll be like oh my god it's Pavarotti hello Muppets and it's just like you have to have people with big personalities I feel like to play opposite the Muppets um or no person or like like the most monotone personality with a still was still a personality because like when kermit does the thing with vincent price vincent price is usually very even keel he's sinister but even but paired with kermit who is also kind of even keel but then how that turns out it's actually a really cool episode cool little bit no i appreciate that uh I, the one i think of as a good example is john oliver and cookie monster doing a news report it's okay <laughs> yes okay see and i get what you're trying to say come on stop bothering us shoo, shoo. um sorry kitties i'm sorry we love I, you. I get what you're saying with like having a straight man and a muppet it does the muppet can be the straight man let, let me be clear the muppet can be the straight man yeah. and then you can have a but a, but you have to have the right personality or the right persona to do that um sorry our cat is bothering us tonight <laughs> um he was laying on the chair until we come and say we're honey's. fine until we started talking and now he has something to say you know it frustrates me when he does this but yes i get that like there are plenty of times when it's like just the muppet and then the person's acting crazier i do like that dichotomy or that that change why it doesn't necessarily work here is not because of will arnett as the the butler groundskeeper person it's because they don't ever really set him up in the right way with the Muppets. He's trying to be the sinister character. So, uh, so uh, Gon the, the setup is Gonzo and Pepe uh, Lepron? Lepron? Pepe the Prawn get invited, or Gonzo gets invited to this Halloween party that if he survives, he gets some big special prize or something like that. The classic setup. They're, they don't spend much time on it. Um, there is some jokes with Pepe thinking it's like a celebrity party, and then he actually meets a celebrity, which I th did think it was kind of a a clever point, though I saw what was coming that was coming. I enjoyed the first cameo. I thought it was funny when it showed up. It was a fun character. It was a actor that I recognized. I enjoyed that. Are you talking about the driver? Yes. Okay. Um, but after a while, we get um, to the Haunted Mansion, and we get to the graveyard, and they just start throwing people at us. And I didn't know any of them. And that's not to say that these people are not famous or worthy of our time. It's more so if you're going to throw a billion people at us, why make it so important that they're famous? Once yeah. you're in an ensemble cast, it's like cats. You can't have a bunch of famous people do cats. The nature of cats is that it's better if no one is famous because they're all on stage all the time singing about someone else. Or like someone that else. one person that you don't even, like this one cat in the rafters. Or like when it's like the stormtroopers in uh, Mandalorian or um, even Daniel Craig as the stormtrooper in uh, The Force Awakens. You know, There's that's that's fun. But it's not about the star power. It's about the character. It feels like such a split the entire time that there are Muppet places in the Muppet movie and there are people places in the Muppet movie. And there could be only Muppets or only people. They can't interact with each other until Pepe finally gets a girlfriend. <laughs> I, I, I disagree that they couldn't. It was just that it wasn't as well integrated. Because that's one thing that we love about Muppet Treasure Island is that it's a big, wide cast of both zany humans, zany Muppets, and then your straight men, uh, or the the straight characters. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I know. It just, it sounds bad. No, uh, how about this? It's more like every character you know from the Haunted Mansion ride had to be, like... Somehow included. Yeah. But the, the character... And I liked where they included it. I liked, like... Uh, Fozzie being the hat box ghost, I yeah. enjoyed that. I enjoyed uh, the the dancing ghosts, which was a, actually an homage back to it's an homage to the Mupp or the Haunted Mansion and to the Muppet Show, and and then like even with um, uh, Miss Piggy's character in the Haunted Mansion, you know they even made some like cool references, like you know, well this is like how Tim Curry says, "Come on, boys, this is my only number." Like that's a funny line they kind of repeat that a little bit in this with with miss piggy and she's like 
I, you I got know, five second, I got five minutes in this movie. It's very, uh, t- not Tim Burton. I'm so sorry. It's very Monty Python's The Holy Grail play, where the Lady of the Lake is like, G- just give me this, please. I'm only here for like five minutes in this yeah. play. Give me something. Oh yeah, the 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 Holy Grail musical. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I oh God, I forgot about that. That it was, was so, so funny. <laughs> oh, that was such a great show. I'm not sure if we've ever mentioned on the podcast, but the Adams Family musical is also a very good musical. I I think we did whenever we talked about the Adams Family, but that might be one of my favorites because the song, some of the songs were really cool. I love the Moon one. That was like, oh yeah, it was kind of ethereal and just I don't know, it was more wholesome than it should have been. <laughs> I think that's. One of my big complaints about this movie is that they were so insistent about putting songs into this, and I can't remember a single one of them. I can't either. Like, except for all the be our guest references, because now Disney oh owns the Muppets, God. so yeah. do a bunch of them. I like how I got the first one. You did, <laughs> and then I totally forgot that Disney owned the Muppets for a minute. I'm like, they can't do that. That's copyright. <laughs> they like, like they like how with. In The Lion King, it kind of was funny because he sings a song that I think some people knew in the animated one and then the live action one. Uh, he sings Be Our Guest, or at least the beginning of Be Our Guest. And it's funny because you weren't really expecting oh, that. Oh, yeah, a fun little like, two-note homage or something. Yeah. Like, oh, look, we But this we know one, it's goof. like chock full of references back to Be Our Guest, and it's kind of like, okay, it's kind of fun. I guess why? in some way the castle in Beauty and the Beast is haunted, I suppose, if you... Haunted with the spirits of... I guess, if they're all poltergeists, if they're if all the objects are just possessed by the souls of the cursed humans there, but that's a the, far that's... stretch, and it's more likely that they said, we own this property, and there's a song about being our guest and staying with us. Let's pull all that into this one. Yeah, and that's, that's the problem sometimes, too, with musicals in general, but Muppet musicals, too, like... The Muppet musical, or the the Muppet movie with Jason Segal um, and Amy Adams had some really great numbers, but beyond, like, the first one and, like, Amy Adams' song and Am I a Man or a Muppet, Muppet. what other song? I mean, I know they did more, but with the second one, I can remember a good chunk of them. Yeah. So I think the songwriting actually stepped up in the second one, whereas it wasn't in the first one, which makes me sad because I really like Jason Segal. I did... I will, as a side note, say I really did enjoy the second one. Started just looking at the backs of them and never showing their faces. Yeah. Start immediately where the movie ended and ignore them entirely. Exactly. I, I thought it was clever. It, I, it was clever, but I wish I enjoyed the music more. I wish it was more memorable. Um, they even got like some sort of singer, like like a specific singer. Um, I forget what his name is. I'm actually looking it up right well, now. We thought it was Josh Groban when we first saw him because because he was in the second Muppet movie. Yeah, his, uh, his Darren Chris. Oh, okay. He's he is a singer of some sort, but he's also an actor. Like, he was on Glee. That's why. Okay, like I would have appreciated. For example, we uh, talked about in our last week's episode, "Girls Five Ever," and we talked about Sarah Bareilles and the actress from Hamilton both being in that show. And those are two people from wildly different worlds. But that means that if you are a Broadway nut, you'll know about one of the actresses. If you're just a pop star nut, you'll know about another one of the actresses. And I think that's important. I kind of wish that there were more Broadway performers in this, um, more from different types of music yeah, and performance. You have Glee, you have- there were a lot less younger performances than I thought would show up in a Disney production. Can yeah. we get Miley Cyrus to show up for just one song? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I mean, even now, she's not the, the quote-unquote younger uh, performer that you would think. She's older than us. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm thinking more like, I think the youngest I ever got was Brandy for The Wizard of Oz. They usually stick with an older crowd, I think, appealing to the older audience. Yeah, it's weird. Like, they, they always want to think that the Muppets are the older, you know, puppet fad, I guess. But in reality, they're more than that. It's... I don't know. It's really, really tough for me because I love the Muppets. I don't always love what the Muppets do. Because, like, the Muppet Wizard of Oz was not good at all. Yeah. And there was a lot of reasons behind that. Brandy was a big reason. And I don't know why you're basing a show that's stealing the formula of Girls 5 Eva 
not doing it as well. Oh, but it's so good. So dramatic. Shut the fuck up. Aaron's a little bitter because this new show called Queens is coming out, and it seems to be using a similar formula of an old 90s it's girl band. It's the exact same set. But people seem to be praising it more than the comments on the reviews of Girls 5 ever led us to believe people appreciated, appreciated that show. I, I'm very disappointed because that is such a clever show, and the characters are very strongly written and strongly performed. I'm just, I'm very disappointed. I uh, don't think Tina Fey's hurting. I think she's making her good content and just living <laughs> her best life. Let's that's true. That's true. Let's talk about what the show did right because I think there are a few things that the Muppet Haunted Mansion does get right. Um, for one thing, I really enjoy the atmosphere that they create with the Haunted Mansion the, itself. The, the the atmosphere felt like I was in the Haunted Mansion again. Yeah. Like that just right level of creepy and spooky. Not too much where like you start to get scared. Like where kids can enjoy it, but adults are not just like, oh, this is like, you know, a skeleton popping out of a... a there uh, are no jump slowly. scares. It's oh, no, more... no, no, no. But it's like I'm talking about the hayride from Bob's Burgers where yeah. it's like a skeleton just kind of slowly races up, plays a piano or a, a banjo, <laughs> then goes back in the, <laughs> the coffin. Um, no, it's it's a very good atmosphere, and they do that right. I do like all the appearances of the different uh, Muppets throughout the ages. They actually brought back a specific Muppet, um, Sal, uh, the kind of greaser-looking 40s new york guy looking oh, cool. uh yeah he was a uh product of the muppets tonight show that brian henson uh created um which is actually one of the first ways i remember watching the muppets that wasn't in like m like muppet christmas carol oh fun uh, i also really enjoyed the uh dead skeleton mummy duo that keeps popping up and going dun, 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 at the wrong time <laughs> i don't know if they're brand new or if they're existing muppets or characters but they were they were well used in this they their interactions were so adorable and, and believable and it, yeah exactly they were very believable so and i'm glad that i i enjoy when gonzo gets to have his time in the sun um i kind of wish and i think aaron you might agree that we had Gonzo and Rizzo and Pepe. It was like a Three's I, Company sort of idea. Um, Not even Three's Company, but like a uh, Three Stooges or something like that. Yeah, one is seeking glory, one is seeking fame, one is seeking food. <laughs> yeah, I... But we're pretty spoiled when it comes to Rizzo and Gonzo. Yeah, and apparently the reason that they, they only had an appearance of Rizzo is because Rizzo was created and voiced by Steve Whitmire. Um, it's he, just one of those sad things. Yeah, it was apparently during controversy. They don't know who exactly... Well, I, I don't know the full story. I know he was he was also the voice of um, Kermit. Uh, he was the he was the first performer to voice Kermit after Jim Henson's death. So this was part of that big thing that happened a couple of years ago, where they yeah. just had a big old clear house sort of thing. It wasn't even a clear house because um, Gonzo was still voiced by uh, uh, I can't remember his name, um, but the same guy who voiced him in the w stuff that we did. I, I think he's been around since the beginning too, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. um, but he, uh, apparently that's why, I mean, Rizzo makes an appearance and you only see him for a second, but that's why you don't see him for much longer. So that's, now, it, now knowing I like that, the, I like the dichotomy or the interactions between Gonzo and Rizzo because Rizzo was that no nonsense. Oh, I'm a tough guy. Gonzo's got his heads in the clouds. So they, they kind of balance each other, kind of a Laurel and Hardy, um, even I know this is what they were based off. I know that's what they were based off, but Stewie and, and Brian kind of sense. So oh, okay. Um, but they they I liked their relationship, uh, and they were a good you know comedy duo. That's what I'm saying. Like we don't have to. I I like Pepe too. Like I've liked him the stuff I've seen him before. I I like the idea of his character. So I think the three of them. I think if there hadn't been that sort of controversy, it would have been nice to see the three of them all playing off different desires and hopes. Um. I think the the real thing that you and I both really like felt was super effective was when Gonzo finally does see oh what he God. is afraid of. That was terrifying. That was Pan's Labyrinth level bullshit. That was Th Pan's with was... nobody inside them nonsense. Uh, there are some moments in Muppets that 
is legitimately creepy and um i remember there was a scene uh, whenever his face comes out of the knocker in christmas carol yeah um and so and like the the <laughs> the eyes in the dark at, uh, mm-hmm. from over treasure island that one always creeped me out a little bit when i was a kid um this was legitimately creepy like i can see some kids kind of being afraid of this one. Oh yeah the, the personification of old age happening before their eyes like terrifying and the way they did it with the muppets too it like it made sense and it worked it was effective like it was creepy and well done yeah like like kudos they did it they did a good job on that i really had to give it to him on that yeah um uh we won't spoil like the i guess twist at the end yeah well, but wait, like, i will say that this is the first time i think really in a movie we've seen recently that i saw it coming before you did i yeah i didn't because do you feel it wasn't established enough to be a good effective twist and that's why you didn't see it coming i don't know maybe a little bit but yes and no maybe i just wasn't paying attention at that i moment, like yes but... and no i'd like us to start trying the idea of yay and nay well yay and nay <laughs> it rhymes it has syllabic interest i don't know so i'm gonna start using it so before we get to our sponsor dome uh the the return of the sponsor dome uh there is actually a fun little piece of trivia uh that uh neither you nor i uh really understood until i read this um at, at one point miss piggy's character interacts with a human but you don't recognize who she is and she's actually an imagineer kim irvine who um her mom leota tomes thomas is the face madam leota yep i knew it i knew when they brought her in and they mentioned her name like she has to be related to madam leota in some way that's so cool that she's an imagineer that's that's really really awesome yeah, she apparently she even dresses up as Madame Leota for like Halloween and stuff like that. So she looks that's, similar to it. That's such a genuinely nice way to honor your mom's memory. That's just really, really sweet. And I did, uh, and this was one of the, la- the last appearances for Ed Asner, which is really sad. That's right. Um, so, uh, uh, and then the address for the mansion is 924 uh, August 24th is uh, Jim Henson's birthday. Oh, that is sweet. Um, so this overall, it's it's good. I, I would say it's worth a watch. It's not great, but it's if you like the Muppets, you'll probably like it. Okay. Well, we'll get back into it after the sponsor dome. Two sponsors enter. One sponsor leaves. So um, our new or one of our sponsors, actually, uh, we'll hopefully have another one um, soon. Uh, we are actually sponsored uh, this week by Lucky 13 Tattoo Bomb. And I don't have anything official to read for them uh, right now. So all you've got is your experience. All I have is my experience. Um, we were uh, given a tube or we were helped uh, with the purchase of a tube. And um, I, uh, for those of you who know me, I actually have a couple uh, spots of ink on my body. Uh, and, um, I can, my skin is a combination of oily and dry. So I, uh, I I tend to have to worry about both keeping it moisturized, but not moisturizing too much. And, um, luckily my, uh, tattoo is not, or tattoos have not seemed to suffer yet, but I can tell you there was a definite difference whenever I put on this tattoo bomb. I got a little small tube and I'll probably be getting more soon. Um, and you have two tattoos, Aaron, you have on two different parts of your arm. Yeah. Yeah, one on my shoulder and then one on my forearm. And and it helped both areas without, like, making me break out or anything like that. Plus, the scent was pretty nice, too. So um, not overbearing, which is great for me. Uh, so if you go to protectyourink.com and use the coupon code Married to the Idea, you'll get 25% off of your order. Um, we'd love to see what you guys end up getting. There's a multitude of uh, what you can get beyond just tattoo care or just beyond the the bomb that I got. There's um, like the t- balm tube, sorry, balm tube. <laughs> um, there's some cleanser, and there's even like a whole pack if you're interested in that. Um, they've uh, th- they were nice enough to kind of bring us on uh, after Audible had some changes, and um, we're hoping to even have another sponsor. So if you're tired of us just giving book recommendations, you can have some tattoo care or some other stuff, uh, some 
uh, codes to that. If you are curious about what I am reading right now, um, a non-audible selection, something that's completely visual, I'd recommend the Tea Dragon Society. It's this really adorable comic book about caring for tea dragons. Uh, but the novel I just finished is Burned by Patrick Ness, which imagines an alternative 1950s era uh, world where dragons have coexisted alongside humans for millennia. It was quite fantastic. And uh, it is actually the same author who wrote A Monster Calls, which was one of my favorite books when I read it. Made me cry. That's why Aaron hates it. Um, but uh, both of those have been really nice. And I'm excited to read something new uh, pretty soon. Probably another graphic novel because I find those fun to go through really fast. Well, Aaron, I don't have to ask you who our challenger is because I know who our challenger is. Uh, my challenger is actually staring me right in the face uh, past my wine as we record. And it is Hecreations, which is a great name. Um, Hecreations is a creator of low polygon paper mask kits where you can print out a bunch of sheets of paper from your home printer uh, and then create these awesome polygonal paper masks from them. Uh, lots of folding. I actually, Aaron, I don't know if you saw this. I've been using the new bone folder that you got me for. Aww. Yeah, I know it's very nice to use. I love folding it, uh, but I'm not repping the bone folder. I'm repping Hecreations. Um, I am working on a headpiece for our upcoming many Halloween events. Uh, I am making an Anubis costume. And Hecreations has just these fantastic, beautiful masks. I've done uh, low polygonal paper masks from other creators as well. Uh, the reason I like Hecreations is that it is really simple, uh, and it's through Etsy, which I'm always shopping on, honestly. Uh, super easy to buy, download, and build. Um, and they have these really great videos that show you not only what they look like when they're finished, but also as they're assembling it, main parts, which has been helpful for me as I'm building it. It's nice to refer to something. Um, if you're interested in building something really cool to wear over your head and uh, perform anonymity in front of the world, I recommend Hecreations. That is H-E-K-R-E-A-T-I-O-N-S dot com. I'm currently building their Anubis mask. And again, you can buy from them on Etsy as well as on the website. And they have tons of YouTube videos, even without purchase. So you can take a look and see what they look like in real life and see if you'd be interested in trying out one for yourself. Again, that is hecreations.com. So this isn't the same people that we did the other masks through then? No. Uh, Aaron and I, many years ago, decided to be dragons, a uh, couple's costume, uh, which was very cool. And I liked wearing the dragon head. That was from Wintercroft. And I will rep Wintercroft because they do uh, amazing, they've been providing many amazing free kits for teachers and parents during the COVID pandemic uh, that I've been able to use with my kids at school. So making like little mini unicorns and reindeer and all those sorts of stuff. I'm actually doing that right now with my art club kids. So Wintercroft was awesome too. Um, either one of them can't go wrong. They each provide different kinds of masks though so either one should help you with whatever you've got in, uh, interested in and what is aaron going to be wearing for halloween that's a great question because i don't know the answer either uh we've come up with we've come up with a good couple's costume and i'm happy with it i've i like that, that you we're, we're not going to wear we are going to wear i want to wear see i'm sorry i want to wear four costumes this halloween and aaron says that's excessive it's extremely excessive i'm operating we on dragon do. con logic where you wear a different costume every three hours and we don't we don't even do that. We do one a day. Mm. You you tested the waters by doing two a day, and I, I didn't think you liked it. I loved doing two a day. It was mostly because I was mad that I had to do it to make our couple's costume work. Um, I like it better when we are able to plan together effectively. But I'm doing an event. Uh, so unless you're going to make me a, a head, too, it's I'll not make you. You want to be Anubis with me? We can be two Anubises. I really don't want to be Anubis, I didn't no. See, I didn't. Aaron doesn't like wearing like the full masks. They make them really I hot. Did, I didn't mind the dragon one. I just don't think mine looked as good as yours <laughs> for multiple reasons. Well, I will say definitely use a glue stick or a hot glue gun. Don't yeah, use don't, tape. Do not use tape because uh, paint doesn't like to stick to it. So <laughs> um, <clears throat> moving on from the sponsor dome uh, back to our subject at hand. Um, so, yeah, we did really like this. Uh, there were some issues. Well, 
I, I would say it was about equal. Things that we liked and things that we had issues with. Yeah, we don't have to equivocate. We can be honest with ourselves. Yeah. Um, I thought it was it was a perfectly acceptable way to pass the time, but it is not something that I would return to each Halloween as like an essential fall experience. It might be one of those ones you're like, well, I don't want to watch any of the normal stuff like Hocus Pocus or um, any number of like the horror movies or like for me, one of my Halloween traditions is to watch the top 100 scariest movie moments from Bravo from years ago. I made you and John watch it from the podcast. John watch it years ago. So, um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I agree. It's not going to be like a Halloween staple yet. I don't think it was bad. I just, I think it's kind of similar to some of those like Christmas movies that like they try, but not enough, but too hard in other areas. Well, why don't you give me some of the trivia that we found from this? Because at the end of this, I really did feel like I didn't understand half of what was going on. So I wanted to know more. Uh, well, uh, <clears throat> trying to find things that aren't Spoilery? spoilers. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Sal Manila is his name. Um, the character I was talking about. And Brian Henson actually does return to voice him. So I, I did like that. Um, and he's not performed as a Muppet since the Wizard of Oz. So um, he uh, he wanted to stop so he could actually uh, focus on the business side of things, which I don't think has been going that great. <laughs> um, the the big thing is uh, big thing. Rather. They were supposed to have some other cameos and like uh, Robin the Frog and the Electric Mayhem. The outfits they're wearing are very rem reminiscent of the stuff from Muppet Christmas Carol. So I did like those little references here and there. Um, so, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I was planning on the second half being uh, the, 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 the pitch. Oh, absolutely. No, I have that pulled up here, too. I just didn't want to overstep you in case you had something else you wanted to share. No, um... Let's go with a bitch. All right. Son of a bitch. So, like I said uh, earlier in the episode, I was curious if the Muppets ever done any Halloween sort of special before. And I found this on the Muppet Wiki. Thank you, Muppet Wiki. Uh, talking about how in the 1990s, a year after Jim Henson's death, uh, a short piece ran in TV Guide about the plan for the Muppets' return uh, that Brian had been talking about coordinating an overall strategy to start in a small way getting the Muppets back on the air with holiday specials. They began developing a Halloween project initially as a TV special, then expanded to feature length, then back to special. Back and forth, back and forth, and we never saw it. I never saw the light of day. Uh, I do have a picture of it, though, that I'll show you after I explain what's happening in it. The story begins with the Muppets going on a musical beach vacation when Dr. Bunsen Honeydew is alerted of the passing of a distant uncle. The Muppets accompany him to his uncle's castle in Transylvania, where they encounter his butler, and it is soon revealed that Bunsen's uncle was planning to use the Muppets to distill pure goodness, but his experiments created the essence of pure badness. Much of the Muppets become exposed to this badness and become classic Hollywood monsters. For example, Kermit becomes Frankenstein's monster. Piggy becomes the bride of Frankenstein's monster. Oh. Yeah, because if there's a female, it's got it. Then the male equivalent has to be Frankenstein. And then Fozzie becomes the Wolf Man. Why not Ralph? Uh, I, you know, fair enough. I think Fozzie's more recognizable. And uh, which sucks because Ralph was one of the first characters that, like Jim Henson, like utilized a lot, and like he's kind of gotten thrown under the bus. I've talked about this comic strip a few times, and I cannot remember who made it. I want to say it wasn't Ian Leno. It was I can't. I, I'm gonna have to find this at one time. But it's basically it was like a 72 hour contest. You had to write, illustrate, and finish this whole comic in like 72 hours. And the person did Muppets Meet Thor, and like it's where Thor loses Mjolnir, and Kermit gets it. It becomes Thor. He doesn't like fight evil. He he actually kind of does it. Does uses the powers in a different way. <sighs> it is so good. <laughs> it's it, but the thing is too is it understands the heart of the Muppets too. I'm gonna have to find this. Maybe I can put it in the comments um, of the, the like in SoundCloud and Facebook and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I like. I really really like this idea for a Muppet movie. I really like them playing on even older 
Hollywood tradition by becoming the different classic movie monsters. I like that instead of pure goodness, they become pure badness. That just really speaks to me. Gonzo would be a great Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde sort of thing. I was actually thinking more Dracula. Oh, that would be good too. And he he sucks on chicken's blood. (laughs) I'm sure glad I finished that sentence there. Uh, But the... I, I I like this idea. It sounds uh, like a very basic story. Like they did it in Futurama. I feel like I've heard other stories do this. I mean, even the plot is slightly similar to the plot of the Muppet Haunted Mansion. So, uh, yeah, they even had a later project involving Piggy. Uh, everyone being turned to ghosts, except for Piggy. Um, the ghosts are all attending this military-style haunting school, like learning how to haunt from major generals, <laughs> while Piggy is being, uh, being courted by a southern gentleman who believes she is the reincarnated form of his late wife. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, that's that's literally the haunted mansion yep. with Eddie Murphy. Yep, I kind of feel like they both saw these two things like, smush them together. Smush. Now kiss. Now kiss. It's like, I don't... All right, so you don't like either of these pitches. Then I need to know, Aaron, what would be a well, good Halloween special for the Muppets then? I that's, that's the tough part is what situation could you put the Muppets in that either hasn't been done before or has been done before but hasn't been done like this? I really wanted them to do Clue. <sighs> Clue could have worked. One plus two plus two plus one. See, I don't know if they can go that go fast enough for that. That's where I would be afraid because typically Muppets are a little bit they they're quick, but they're not like rapid. Them fire. running like, back and they're forth, not like doing, they're near, not, far. Like. They're they're not doing Gilmore Girls, though. A no. puppet version of Gilmore Girls would be oh, fantastic. That does sound very good. I'm I don't know. I'm I'm starting to rack my brain a little bit to see because like I like the haunted house idea, mm-hmm. but maybe or like instead of it's Gonzo being invited and then like it's just him and one of the characters and then he meets the ghost versions or the haunted mansion version because it just feels like an excuse to make Fozzie the Hatbox ghost or uh you know to make uh the the guy from the Muppet movie the the newer one. Uh, and that one in the sequel, I forget what his name is. Um, Walter, make Walter into a um, killed lover or something like that. You know, like it just felt like excuses to make the Muppets into these characters. Whereas it would have been funnier or more interesting if, like, a group of the Muppets, like they're in the the Electric Mayhem bus. Yeah, it breaks down very uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show esque. And they go, there's only one house around them, and it's this big mansion, and they're trying to survive the night. Uh, like, you know, maybe there is a mad scientist who is trying to do, like, the whole goodness and badness thing, or, and then only one person turns into a monster, or, uh, you know, there's a bunch of ghosts, or, like, it's a cannibalistic family, but they eat felt or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What if they were retelling Dracula? I think, like, there are, like, Young Frankenstein style, where if you inhabit the world of the movie's aesthetic, you derive greater enjoyment in poking holes in it. Uh, I think Mel Brooks is the one who said this. is To be the best at satire, you have to understand what you are satirizing. Yeah, so the whole point of the Haunted Mansion isn't to confront your... I think that's the thing. The Haunted Mansion isn't about confronting one's fears. It's about surviving. It's about not getting trapped. It's very hotel... Not becoming one of the hundred... Yeah, 9999 spirits. It's a very Hotel California sort of way of you have to just get out of there before you before you die. Like, that's literally it. They're going to kill you. You best get out of here before that happens. So, like... I mean, you could take the Muppets and put them into any situation or like some of the classic horror movies like House on Haunted Hill, like, I mean, which is kind of what we're talking about. Yeah, um, it has the same vibe to it. Yeah, I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like, we have to like really there's, play there's, with the environment of the Muppets. We have. Find the space to play in, essentially. Exactly. And if we're going to play with Gonzo, um, Gonzo is fearless. I think his fearlessness would have been better explored if it wasn't him trying to learn a lesson, but him helping Will Arnett realize that he had nothing to fear. Like, he thought he was trying to scare him, but in the end, he realized you don't have to be afraid of anything. Yeah. I I don't want to say it's tough because 
even though it is tough, I say it all the time. I feel like there was there's there are some good ideas that were starting to be explored, like turning the Muppets into ghosts. I did like that idea, but I felt like there wasn't enough of an anchor. Like Gonzo wasn't scared, so maybe if he'd put, if you'd put maybe um, I don't want to say Rizzo, but put Kermit and Kermit's terrified off his ass, you know, and like it's Kermit and Gonzo, and like again. Which these two characters are actually decently good friends, and they do work well off each other. It's not the Rizzo Gonzo combination that I prefer, but I I still think I mean Kermit's very recognizable. I'm surprised Kermit wasn't the main character, truthfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but like some of the better stories in these situations where someone's put into like a crazy house that they have to survive, the better ones are kind of like the headless uh, horseman. Um, or Sleepy Hollow or whatever, where he's kind of a coward. Sleepy Hollow with Muppets. Eh. Sweeney Todd with Muppets. Eh. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck on Rocky Horror Picture with, with Muppets. I guess, you know, I've never actually seen Rocky Horror, so... That is something we hope to, to change. Uh, maybe not this year, but maybe next year. Maybe that'll be one of our episodes. Um, so, I think there are some possibilities that we could that could be done um i think i'd be open to the idea of a muppets halloween special i think it could be fun i think why not why not do a muppet uh a skit or like a another um the muppet show but the halloween show the yeah, what if they Halloween had like show. yeah, like different little like more SNL style where just had like different bits throughout this hour long special. And you could still have your people come on and like you could have um Tom Hanks come do David as pumpkins. Like just Yeah, or or, or like Muppet Tom Hanks or something Muppet like that. Tom Hanks. Like you could bring Mac Menomina and like Oh Menomina. It's probably like do like remixes of yeah. classic stuff. I but think like he's like maybe instead uh, the two like Martian looking the whole things are actually chasing down the person who like maybe it's like Lin Manuel Miranda yeah. has phenomena and like these things are like chasing him down that giant monster that eats all of the creatures that's creepy enough yeah the giant eyes under the stairs God those were oh terrifying yeah. there was those some really were... scary stuff in this so I think they achieved what they were hoping for there's just a lot of fluff. Like, yeah. I liked the idea of who Pepe falls in love with and what the ghosts around that person think. I like that idea, but they, like, they play it out for, like, minutes. And long. I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, get to the point. I liked it in, uh, it, there was a similar setup, not the exact same, but there's a similar setup in, um, oh, Stardust. And I liked that setup and that execution. I thought that was neat. Whereas with this one, it's a similar setup, but it, it, it's not as well executed. If I may be bold, and this is the time to get dare, bold. Dare. I, I feel like I know a Muppets show is doing well when Statler and Waldorf come in and cut it to shreds. No mercy. They do not hold anything back, and they destroy it. And I think that's their, that's their appeal and their amazingness but in this one they felt toothless get out of the house you said see See the the world world, you said could be worse how so we could be in the audience (laughs) just i you know that they had a podcast at one point please yes and they were like reviewing movies yes and it was not great but it wasn't bad either like there's a random episode where statler gets super mad at waldorf just like out of nowhere like i'm sorry if statler and waldorf are not um freaking you know the roger polls. and ebert if they're not roger and ebert i don't know what we're doing with that's our that's how we need to like resurrect like the movie like the classic roger and ebert just two muppets that cannot agree on anything talking about pop culture like, references just, it doesn't even have to be statler and waldorf just create new characters it doesn't have to be these two old white men yeah it was so funny they the the special had so much tongue-in-cheek stuff having to refer to the ride itself, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. Oh my the god! The best gag. Yes, the we, we best. Can, we're not we're not going to we're not going to spoil it. But if you are intimately familiar with the ride, the haunted mansion, it will make you laugh for days. It was so good we had to pause the episode. Yeah. That I think that was like our one big laugh out loud moment. So. Yeah. Um, I feel like the, the the Muppets do best when they are fully aware of what's going on, but yet committed fully to the bit. 
Yeah, it, it, that's why Muppet Christmas Carol just holds up so well even to now. It's because of how seriously they took it, even when they were being, um, even being fun. The Muppets. Yeah, even when they were being the Muppets. It's, it's tough because there is a fine line that you have to walk. Because sometimes if you don't take it seriously enough, you get uh, Muppet Wizard of Oz. But if you take it too seriously, I think you get the the Muppet movie, which was enjoyable, but it wasn't the best it could have been. And I I, I, I don't know who – I honestly, Disney – the best way to describe Disney with the Muppets is there's uh, the meme of Lucille Ball or Lucille Bluth from um, uh, Arrested, Arrested Development. Development where she says, I love all my children equally. And then, like, later – I don't really care for Job so much. And it's like Disney, uh, the subtitle of her is Disney. I love all my properties equally later. I don't like the Muppets so much because they like, they don't know what to do with them. They had honestly the, the, the multi-camera sitcom. That was fun. That honestly was better than anyone gave it credit for. I definitely hated Kermit by the end. Yes. Kermit was an asshole. Maybe I'm supposed to. Maybe. They they made him a little too Michael Scott in that. But that was it. Like I really enjoy. Like I I don't get why he's with Miss Piggy if he truly hates her. Like they're playing it like they're this long suffering couple, and that's just not what I'm interested in. I just like Piggy being this high stress, high wire sort of creature, and this like, down to earth guy trying to like keep up with her. As opposed to I actively hate you, but I'm with you for the sake of our couple's costume. Yeah, <laughs> like why not actually like show they they're they're polar opposites. But they work. Where's their missing chemistry? Why don't they do yeah. it anymore? I don't know. I don't know. I I think Jim Henson liked the 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 liked that relationship more than anyone else. Because also since there need to be more female Muppets. I'm sorry. There there's, are like yeah, there's, none. there's like Yolanda the Rat, Miss Piggy, uh, the blonde. I forget what her name is from, from the jazz uh, group. Electric Mayhem. Um, and that is it. These are not really and many the others. <sighs> Yes. Like, think about that, guys. Like, that would be what Disney could do. Like, they could introduce some more characters. Even Muppets now feels toothless. It's so just we're trying to be relevant and have celebrities instead of we're trying to be the Muppets and be relevant and have celebrities. Just we're trying to be relevant and have I'm celebrities. Not, I'm not going to lie, guys. Like I, Disney has our childhood by the balls. I understand this, but and it I don't doesn't think look like they're going to release them anytime soon. I don't think they truly understand any of the properties they've acquired. Like they're they're very good at Marvel, but it's the same story every time. Superhero has daddy issues, like every time, guys. Uh, the same thing with Star Wars. They don't have two shits in the handbasket idea of what to do with Star Wars. Disney itself doesn't know what to do. So they hire people who do, because Kevin Feige. But then they don't let them talk to his, each other. <laughs> you're right, but it's like Kevin Feige. They're shrewd businessmen. They're shrewd creative businessmen. I will, I will give you that. But like, I mean, John Farvero has been doing, and um, uh, the other guy have been doing such great work with Mandalorian, and like, I've heard nothing but good things about the Bad Batch. Agree. Like, it feels like Disney, though, with Mandalorian, was like, we trust you enough to not put our hands in this. Exactly. That's when it's good. But Marvel has a different, like, they're, if when they don't have enough of a, enough into it, it's not as good. Like, so. you hate the idea of the Eternals right now. The Eternals is all Disney power. Like, that is not a need that the audience is begging for. Like, what about the Eternals movie? It's Disney saying, we have a 20-year plan. We're not stopping, goddammit. The train is going off the tracks. We're building the track as we go. Now, that being said, they have, like, pushed back dates of Marvel movies, like big ones, Doctor oh. Strange, the next... Black I Widow? <sighs> yeah. But yeah. I, I, know, I mean recently, like, yeah. within the last day or two, mm -hmm. they've done this. Yeah. But again, I don't You're think... You're saying, yeah, like you know this. Uh, I Sorry. You, I didn't know I this did, until earlier today. I didn't listen to you told me. I'm not surprised they want to make money. It's not because we have creative differences that we need to address. It's it's not peak time to release to re get money. And it's also been a pretty swamped year with everything that's come out between now and summer of 2020. So, But I think we can agree that they don't know what to do with the Muppets. This was an attempt to try to get back, but they're still not there. 
like I, they're still they're still in the rebuilding year for Muppets essentially. So, but go check it out for yourself. I think if you've got kids, I think they'll like it. Oh yeah. Um, if you like the Muppets, I think you'll like it as well. So Muppets Haunted Mansion streaming on Disney Plus. Uh, we hope to have one more episode uh, between now and um, Halloween. Uh, we actually were able to kind of get this one out just a little sooner than we were thinking originally. So Our next one's going to be a ranked list. Yes. Yeah, so, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. If you have any ideas of what I should be for Halloween, leave them in the comments below. <laughs> Please let us know what you should do. Uh, be sure to check us out on all of the uh, social media and website page, uh, pages, uh, SoundCloud, Facebook, uh, iTunes, all that fun stuff. And check out our sponsors. Uh, Liz, if you'll talk. Uh, Heck Creations. Heck Creations. So you can find it heckcreations.com and then protectyourink.com for lucky 13 tattoo balm uh, if you want to keep your ink up popping this is the place to go <laughs> uh, thank you so much for being patient with us uh, our schedules have gotten absolutely just ridiculous recently I got a new job Liz returned uh, to school it's been heck in a head mess kids <laughs> I did not sec. realize that we were so busy until this year honestly <laughs> It's it's been interesting to say the least. So, uh, thank you for your continued patience, and um, we're glad to be back. Yeah, and uh, we enjoy doing this, and we're glad for those of you who are listening are listening. So, uh, if you have any ideas for future episodes, we will always love to hear them. I I got a, uh, a suggestion uh, yesterday that uh, we'll probably be looking into. So, oh, fantastic. Uh, well, but until that time, she's been Elizabeth. He's been Aaron, and, and we're, we're married, married to, to the idea. idea.